Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, are high quality women really abundant? Well, I've got an email here from a guy. I think he's a little confused about when I talk about abundance because he's kind of keying in on that and saying that tons of really super high quality women that you find attractive, who have the same goals, who have the same values that you're going to click with, that we're talking about, that those kind of women are all over the place. And that is just simply not the case. So I don't know where he picked that up from, but he's claiming myself and other people. But I, I see what's going on is he's really misinterpreting it. He's been through this particular guy whose email I'm going to go through has been through my work three times. But this is a really super important thing to talk about and understand not just with women in your personal life but with your friendships with clients with employers with just basic acquaintances is that you've got to be very careful about who you let into your inner circle whether it's people that you work with or you're in a bad relationship or you got friends supposed friends that are always trying to sandbag your success the people that you surround yourself by, those those are your teammates. Those are the people that are going to push you forward and help propel you when you have doubts yourself. And they'll also be the people that will hinder you and get in the way when you have those doubts about yourself because you've surrounded yourself with people that are playing at a level of mediocrity. So in order to reach your full potential – you want to sound, surround yourself by really great people. And I'm going to get into that in, in detail, but I got a quote that I wrote. And then once I read that, then we'll go through this guy's email and see what where he's kind of going wrong in his mindset. Because what happens is, you know, I talk about this a lot. It's like you get attached to someone or something and you're just not being realistic. It's like you get fixated on somebody else that's got free will to choose you or not. And if you've read my first book, 3% Man, you'll see that when I was a younger man, I bought into the fantasy that I saw in all the movies and the TV that you're going to get fixated on one girl and you're just going to know that she's the right one for you. And eventually you're going to – if if the cards are in the – the gods are in your favor that you're going to get the right girl and eventually you'll convince her to like you and then you'll live happily ever after. And I really believe that because it's like they kind of teach that one-itis. You're going to meet one person. And if you look at statistically, numerically, just in your own world and people that – I mean it's very super rare for two people to meet when they're young and spend their whole lives together and then basically die minutes apart. That's just something that it, – it, that's an anomaly. That doesn't happen for the overwhelming majority of most people and so it's important to your sanity your health and your ability to reach your full potential that you don't get caught up in these bullshit narratives and fantasies that society teaches all of us because you waste a lot of years or you can waste a lot of your years like the email that i read last week a guy spent 25 years in a bad marriage because his belief was i just can't if you get married and you're not happy you can't leave you gotta stay and it took him two and a half decades before he was like, this is kind of fucked. I'm out of here. So, I mean, that's two, two and a half decades. I mean, in what year did that guy realize that he shouldn't have stayed in that relationship? 
And then all those years he stayed and potential experiences, magical experiences that he could have missed missed out on because he believed he had to stay. So the goal is to not get attached to people and to things that aren't rowing the same way down the stream as you are. So the quote that I wrote says, good love and good people are hard to find. Friends and lovers who you connect with easily and effortlessly are the result of a spiritual connection that is part of your life path so your souls can have the experiences necessary to fulfill your destinies in life. When you realize that life happens for you and not to you, this enables you to remain unattached to people, circumstances, and outcomes so the right ones can effortlessly find their way into your life. It's allowing the right it's allowing the power of the spiritual universe to work for you instead of trying to force things that simply do not belong in your life to remain. The right people will want to be in your life and the wrong ones will never stay. Love is giving, freedom, allowing, ease, and delight. Never try to keep what doesn't want to keep you. And that's what I was doing a lot. And like I wrote about in 3% Man, and it's like I had a bad mindset. I had I had a mental program that society taught me that I was going through my life in my 20s looking for that perfect one person. And it was a one-way type of thing. As long as I felt that that's all that mattered, I believe, because I had seen so many movies and had been told that you're probably going to encounter a girl you really like and she's not going to be into you. But eventually, if you do all the right things and jump through your butt, eventually she's going to figure out what a great guy you are and want to be with you. And you waste a lot of time instead of – because if you value yourself and you love yourself and you appreciate what you bring to the table, you want somebody to recognize that like your closest friends do. Your closest friends are going to want to hang out with you. They're going to be excited when you call. They're going to be excited to see you. When you get together, but people that are kind of acquaintances or mediocre people, you're going to kind of have BS conversations. There's not going to be a real depth of care and concern with those people. And you want people in your life, including your romantic life, that are like, hell yeah, I'd love to see you. I'd love to spend time with you. That would be great. The reality is in the world we live in, most people are not. And even some of the ones that kind of give you the impression that they do care and they do want to be there. They're just there for the free shit or what they can get from you. True people are with you through the ups and the downs. No matter how high your highs, they're ride or die with you. And no matter how low your lows are, they're riding with you. They're patting you on the back. They're telling you that they believe in you and that you can do it. That's what you want in your inner circle. That's how you're going to reach your full potential. If you got people that you're surrounded by are telling you how stupid your ideas are and that's never going to work and you need to choose more of the same kinds of things that they choose and you don't really like what they've chosen, you got to have the inner fortitude and the inner strength and the mindset to recognize that those people, that group of people, you can love them, especially if they're family, but love your family and choose, but choose your peers and choose wisely you want to reach your full potential, you got to make sure you got good people in your life. You can't make good wine from bad grapes. <clears throat> so let's go through this guy's email. He says, hey coach, I'm working through your book for the third time. I know it's good stuff that's spot on with what it takes to be successful. I'm not just trying to flatter you, but implementing it is hard. 
No shit, dude. It is not easy. None of this stuff is easy and because it takes work and it takes willingness to fail and to fail a lot before you really start seeing any kind of results. You know, People that do real well with my work right off the bat are people that usually are in sales because when you're in sales, you've got to talk to a lot of prospects and you have to interact with a lot of people before you find somebody that is the right fit for your product or your service. And just like you know, if you've ever had the experience of buying a car, the car dealer wants you to come in and, and test drive it because if you drive to the dealership and you get in the car and you drive around with a salesman, there's a really good chance you're going to buy. If that salesman wastes his time on the telephone with people that won't ever come in, in other words, they won't make dates with him, he's not going to close many deals. He's going to starve. He's not going to make much money. So you have to be able to gauge somebody else's interest and willingness to spend time with you or to be in your life or just simply to engage you in conversation. And when you get to a place where you're not attached to it one way or another. You're just extending an invitation because you're looking for a connection. You're sending the signal out to the universe that I'm ready, willing, able, and open to something magical happening. And there'll be a lot of people and a lot of circumstances and a lot of things that'll come along as you move towards what it is that you want, but the overwhelming majority are just simply not going to be for you. And you have to be able to recognize that and move on without getting attached because you get attached and you start wasting your time trying to convince somebody who's not really open to being convinced it's just like a salesperson that's trying to sell a house to somebody that doesn't have a job and doesn't have any money for a down payment it's just not going to happen you're wasting your time so the idea is you want to work smarter not harder because time is going by in your life and you want to be efficient about it he says, I struggle to be light and fun. Well, if you struggle to be light and fun, then it means you means you need to loosen up and you need to practice at it more. It means you're a little too high strung. You get a little too attached to things that you want them to be without recognizing that it doesn't serve you and moving on from that. He says, I don't know if that's just my temperament. So that's part of your mind trying to give you an excuse for staying the same and not changing anything. And this is what, like when I do phone sessions with people or I see emails, I mean, I see that the average person might read that and not recognize what that guy just wrote. But the fact that he says, I don't know if that's just not my temperament. In other words, I don't know if I have what it takes to be light and fun. Well, if you're going to be in a relationship, you're going to be around women, you have to learn to be light and fun and joke around because that is part of flirtation. And if you're telling me, well, it's just too hard, I'm not going to flirt. It's like, well, you're going to struggle in your personal life. It doesn't matter whether it's struggle to meet women or to struggle to interact with women that you're in relationship with. If you can't be light and fun, you're going to have a fucking hard time with women because girls just want to have a good time. And if you can make them smile and laugh and see that you don't take yourself too seriously, you're the type of guy that's going to make them feel safe and comfortable and want to be around you. He says, my self-esteem is good, much better than my self-efficacy efficacy so that that statement basically boils down to your belief that you have what it takes to accomplish the things that you want to take the action to have the motivation to do what you need to do and and that goes back to having an emotionally compelling reason why you want something obviously if it's a very pretty girl you're going to probably want to ask her out 
If it's that job you've been dreaming about, you need to go for it. You got to put your resume in. You got to call. You got to follow up. You got to make the effort to make that happen because you have to take action. Time is going to pass. You can sit and you can do nothing or you can take action. If you take action, you can at least influence where you end up eventually. I pursue my own happiness and purpose in a radiant fashion, but sometimes it feels like drilling through hard rock. Going for your dreams, man, is not easy, and it never really gets any easier. What you do overcome, or I say what you do tend to adopt, is you recognize, especially like me at 50 years old, you recognize that shit takes way longer than you think. When you're young, you don't know any better, and you're impatient, and you're just beating your head against the wall, taking all kinds of action and doing all kinds of things and trying all kinds of permutations to move yourself forward. And as you get some life experience and you get a few decades under your belt, then you kind of start to see what works and what doesn't work. And life really is a long game. You know, especially now, these last two, three years, I've really chilled out a lot. And I no longer feel that It's like that fear that I have to do something. I have to accomplish something. I have to achieve. I have to make things happen like I did when I was younger. Now it's just kind of like I get up and there are certain actions that I have to take day in and day out to keep moving my life forward. I'm going to do it. And I try not to stress about it so I can set my life up and my circumstances in my life so I can be more focused on instead of trying to become something or someone or to get somewhere just to kind of be to enjoy to be present in the moment whether it's hanging out with friends and family or on a date or just riding my bike down the street and enjoying the beautiful weather and the beautiful sights it's getting into the art of beingness and that's that's really getting into the present moment and maybe that's just something that happens with age it's like, you know, again, when you're younger, you try all these things and you you kind of burn yourself out. And then as you start to see what works and what doesn't work, you tend to apply the things over and over that do work as you get better results that way without stressing yourself out. Because again, like I said earlier, the time is going to pass. You say there's no shortage of high quality women and you have to believe in this abundance. The, those are two different things, existence and belief in existence. So I want to talk about that statement, which is kind of the crux of the, you know, so he's looking at it thinking that he's supposed to meet one amazing girl after another every single day. And I'm talking about people that you share the same goals and values and interests with that when you meet them and you talk with them, it clicks. It's easy. It's effortless. You're participating in the conversation. They're participating in the conversation. And that's rare. And most people don't do that. Now, the, the idea of abundance means you don't get attached. It means you don't right away assume that just because you met this girl and she's really hot and she's kind of talkative with you, that she's the future mother of your children, which a lot of us who don't know any better tend to get fixated on that one person. And then we start projecting our fantasy onto them. And then we ignore that the reality doesn't match the fantasy. And the importance of having the abundance mentality is when you recognize that she's either not reciprocating in the way that you would like. In other words, and a lot of guys do this. And again, I wrote about this in my book is like when you don't know any better, you start putting more of the effort in, whether it's to make a date or to get the number. And because you're so excited about how you feel about her, 
you're not really paying attention to the fact that it's not reciprocated. And just because a girl is hot doesn't mean that she's a nice person that you're going to want to spend your a lot of time with on a regular basis. You simply don't know what you don't know. And the important thing is to assume that, in other words, you, you're giving the person the opportunity, the opportunity to potentially to be in your life. But you also have the understanding that numerically the numbers aren't in her favor that she's going to really be able to live up to your expectations and what you want and when you recognize that she doesn't have the goals or the values or the things you really want or you just can't see your lives kind of mingling together you have to be strong enough to move on for that and what that entails is there's going to be some women that you're going to really like and who are going to really like you but deep down you're going to know it's not right and you're going to move on. And when you start to move on, the other person's not going to want to let you move on. And when you're the, you've been on the receiving end of getting dumped and blown off, and now for the first time in your life, you're actually having to blow off pretty girls and break hearts. It's hard for a lot of guys to do. They struggle with that. And the key is just to be honest. I don't feel the chemistry. Uh, it's just something's missing. I'm not ready to settle down. I'm not in a place right now where I feel like I want to have a relationship. And so I just want to kind of keep casually dating. Whatever it happens to be, you have to be brutally honest with where you are and what you feel and move on and not stick around because you don't want to hurt their feelings. At the end of the day, you have to achieve your outcome. So the reality is super high quality friends, the best, closest friends that you're going to have, they don't come along every day. And the same thing with women. I mean, if you if you read the book Three Percent Man, it's like the women that I wrote about in there. It's, I mean, they they just don't come along. Like I said on, I found at fifty that you typically, based on your life path and what what you go through, the average guy, because I've seen this pattern over and over in thousands of my clients, you get two maybe three women a decade that you really click with. Now, you might be in a relationship with somebody for two or three years. You might be single for two or three years before you meet the next one. I mean, there's a there's a pattern that or, or a trajectory that things go through. But the key is you got to have the inner strength to move on when it doesn't serve you. And And I didn't when I was younger. That's why I stayed married, even though internally everything was screaming to me that I shouldn't be getting married and I shouldn't have stayed in that relationship. But I was weak and I didn't know any better. And I had this belief that society had taught me that I was doing what everybody else wanted me to do instead of what I wanted to do. And once I finally got the strength to do that and to kind of start to live my own truth and go for the things that I wanted and create my world in my way, things definitely got easier with time. And granted, I understand I'm not like everybody else. I'm not... I just, when I was younger, I believed that I was going to meet one person. I was going to be with them forever because that's what they tell everybody. But at 50, I kind of look at myself and like I'm, I've constantly changed my life. I've moved around a lot over the, off, off and on over the course of my life. And the way I'm made, I'm just a type of guy after a while in one place, I start looking over the horizon and there's just something that calls me and, and I just have to go see what's over there. That's just. The way I am, it makes me a bad person or I don't live according to the way other people's expectations are, I don't really give a fuck because we're all going to die anyways and it really doesn't matter. 
The key is that while you're here, you have fun and you enjoy your life and the way you live your life, it pleases you. And then you have people around you that are aligned with the same goals and the same vision. He says, as hard as I try to see there as being an abundance, I struggle to really believe it. I don't want to blow smoke up my own ass. I meet the best women offline. Ironically, the better they are, the better I tend to get treated. Bingo. That's exactly what I'm talking about, dude. And this includes girls I've dated and slept with, so it's not just platonic. Maybe it's a female esteem thing. I don't know, but it's counterintuitive. This is when I could have used your book, particularly the 60 days notion. I would have maybe have someone. It sounds like he's talking about somebody that he met and screwed up with and he's kind of regretting it. But the reality is it's like you're now kind of having an attachment to the past. Like, oh, I missed out. I didn't get that girl. You weren't The way I look at it and the way I look at life is what happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way. You weren't supposed to get that girl. If you were, you would have read my book and came across it long before you met her and you would have been practiced and experienced enough. So when you did meet her, you would have done everything effortlessly. The key is not to screw it up when you meet one of these unicorns. He says, this is not a game to me in the sense that she can't just be cute enough for me to want to stick my dick in once or twice. Yeah, I like that too, but I want a life partner and mother of my children, someone who's worthy of that. I don't focus that on that on the first date but it is what i'm looking for it also seems like 90 percent of the women at least online could do so much to make themselves so much more attractive and improve the market well i mean what's what's their motivation if, if you think about from an online dating perspective from a woman's perspective i mean a pretty girl on there is just going to get bombarded by all the guys that are desperate and have a hard time getting dates so they can be very super selective and only go out with the chads of the world, if you if you will. The, the good-looking guys that have their shit together, the guys that have choice themselves and don't want to commit to any of, of these women. And yet all the beta males are, are getting nowhere. So I personally found as well, I, I prefer meeting women in person. It's like when you meet somebody, there's just there's nothing better when you meet an amazing woman and you look in her eyes and she looks back at you with the same desire. That's the kind, when that happens, and that, that's happened so many times over the course of my life, it's the kind of thing that makes the hair stand up in the back of your neck. To me, that's evidence of the divine nature of reality. That's evidence of the divine. That's evidence of God to me. Because especially when you start talking to them and you find out they have the same goals, they have the same values, like in my case, they kind of eat the same way, they have similar exercise habits, they have similar things, they study similar hobbies interests and you just feel like that just can't be some random accident like these us two meat bags just randomly bump into each other and we just have all this in common like i just don't believe that accidents happen there's too many synchronicities and things in my life that had happened that it's just convinced me that we live in a divine universe that we can influence by our thoughts our words our deeds and our actions. He says also they could easily have better manners, character, and class. Well, if a girl's got dude, thousands of dudes online throwing their dicks at them all the time, some of them, they're going to be jaded and they're going to be probably a little arrogant and a little condescending. 
It's like, that's why I say, why, why be on there? Why even waste? That's why I hardly almost never go on online dating. I think my last time I opened one of my online dating apps was like three weeks ago. It's just, I go in there from time to time, but I just prefer in-person meetings because that way I can feel the connection. I can feel it in person. I can feel that electricity as it moves through my body when that connection is there. And until you've really experienced it and then taken that from the first meeting to a relationship like I talk about in 3% Man, which you can read for free at understandingrelationships.com, it's just a mental concept. But again, that's why you have to move on when it doesn't feel right. you got to see what else is out there. He says, I'm not talking about testing men. They should, but they are not worth chasing chasing after they could be if they wanted. This determines the level of of abundance. Well, part of it is you're you're kind of fishing in their pond. You're kind of going into their world. If you're on the dating apps and you're kind of frustrated uh, with the quality, that's why it's better if you can work, if you can apply the things that are in my book and approach women in public or when there's a connection or you at least feel a woman and you see her making eye contact with you, you're just going to have better experiences and you're going to feel better about yourself and you're going to feel more confident way better than a dating app he says we're competing not just with other men but with careers and pets and their social justice ideologies and their self-esteem issues from childhood in that light it makes sense and it's very important i don't over pursue because it's like tennis stay on your side of the net it's not a pride thing i have my standards and will only play with someone quality appearance and character who hits the ball back i've met a few of these and i've had your book had I had your book, maybe. But it just seems that I have to wait for the next time I'm graced with one while I work on living my own life. It really just takes one at the end of the day, but I really struggle to believe there's a super abundance. I know that puts me in a weaker frame, but should I lie to myself? Again, you're you're trying to pin a concept on me, probably a misunderstanding, and you didn't learn that from me. I'd never have said that super high quality women just you know drop out of trees that's just fucking rare there's nowhere in my books does it say it but you got to have an abundance mentality meaning that you don't get caught up when one girl kind of 50 percent meets everything that you want and then you just try to make it work and it's just it's not there but in order for to to reel one of these unicorns in you have to have done the work on yourself before you get there and just like the video that I, I did last week were those two guys. The one was 25-year marriage and the other one was a 12-year toxic marriage. I mean, they turned their lives around just by reading and applying the book and being willing to move on when they recognize a, a woman they didn't really click or really jive with. So he says, maybe in the university ballroom dance club, there's a greater abundance, but I'm 38, but I see these girls in the studio. Even then, only a few would be my type, but at least these girls have class and such for now anyways. Maybe I'm in the wrong places. I'm just doing what I can, throwing a home party. Maybe I got to be more social. It's hard to believe in abundance that is preached from all self-help authors. Should I just believe? Should I be as I am? Or is it a question of my eyes being clouded and I need to clear them? Again, you I don't know where you picked this up from, but it's like somebody convinced you that unicorns are like on every fucking corner. That's why they call me unicorn because they're very rare. 
But beautiful women are fucking everywhere. I can go walk out in the street right now and probably see five really super cute girls just walking around. Now, does that mean that they're all going to have – that I'm going to actually enjoy talking to them or that they're all going to enjoy talking to me or that I'm going to have an interest in what they have to say or that they're going to have an interest in what I have to say and that we're going to share the same goals and values? That's highly unlikely. But it doesn't mean that there aren't beautiful, pretty girls down there that if I was just new to this stuff, I couldn't go and practice and learn these things. And that's what you need. you got to apply what's in the book and you got to practice it because that's how you're going to get better. That's how you're going to attract the kind of women that you want. But like I said, the thing that the gist of what I've seen from your email is you definitely sounds like you're looking back on some unicorns that you met in the past and you're kind of regretting that you didn't have the book or my book back then. But again, what happened happened, it couldn't have happened any other way. And so what you need to do is keep reading the book and practicing it and getting better and going out on dates and taking women through the permutations that are in the book. So when you do meet a unicorn, a woman that really checks all your boxes, you're ready for because you have to do the work. You know, it's like, um, who was it? Con- Confucius said that something along the lines, if you fail to if you fail to plan, you plan to fail or something. I can't even think of it right now. I'm sure somebody can put it in the comments what it, what it was. I can't think of it right at the time. But, I mean, success depends upon prior preparation. Without said preparation, there's sure to be failure. I think that was the one. And so this is... This is what the practicing is doing. This is what the abundance mentality will help you do. It was to help it will help you not to get attached to the wrong women. That way you keep yourself available, you keep yourself circulating cuz deep down you believe that what you really want is out there. But in order for that to happen, you got to create a space in your life and and you got to hold that space open cuz many guys hold the space open for a great girl and then they get serious with the first mediocre chick that comes along because they're impatient and they're tired of waiting and they're tired tired of being single. And I've done that in my own life. You think, hey, it's it's supposed to happen. I've been waiting. This is the right girl. And then you project that fantasy. And then you're three or four months into it and you realize, God damn it, I got all hooked up on this girl because she was like 70% of the way there. And then now you got to get out of that relationship and it takes time to get over it. There's a sting of all that. Then you're going to also question yourself like how did I fuck up? How did I how did I make these mistakes? You know, and so there's a tremendous amount of time to recover and to get out of a bad relationship, especially if you're in a marriage. Then you got to go through the divorce and the divorce attorneys and all those things before you can get to a place where you can actually be single again and enjoy your life and create a space for a good woman to come along. And fill. So again, if you haven't read 3% Man, you can read it for free at understandingrelationships.com. All you got to do is subscribe to the email newsletter. It's the first thing you're going to see in the upper right-hand corner of any page of my website. If you're on a mobile device, it's the very first thing that you will see. As soon as you hit submit, it'll take you right to the members area where you can read it. If you'd like to do a coaching session, maybe you're dating somebody and you're really not sure whether she's a good match for you or not. And things really don't seem easy and effortless like I've kind of laid out here and like I talk about in 3% Man. And you're starting to question whether it's you or her or maybe you're doing something wrong. Go to my website, understandrelationships.com. Click the Products tab and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. 